Good morning, Dr. Gary on the road. We sell dental practices nationwide. Today's topic is going to be what happens when the bank appraisal for the real estate purchase of the dental practice slash real estate purchase comes in lower than expected. What is the next step? So we're gonna be talking that, about that today. Right now we have uh, 10 employees. We're in 24 states. We just uh, grew to Nevada, Colorado, New Mexico. We're excited and we have the 10 employees. We just hired an operations person and a brand new acquisition development person. So we got five people on uh, acquisitions and developing and having a operations person to manage all the internal moving parts has been a big help. We're working 363 days a year. We take off Christmas and Easter. Phones are answered from 7.30 a.m. till 9.30 p.m. East Coast time. If you miss us, call us again. Our phone number is 201-663-0935. And our website is dentalpracticeguide.com. So just give us a call. We're here for you. All the information you're about to hear is for entertainment purposes. It is not legal or business advice. And on top of that, if you're a seller and you're thinking about selling to a DSO, call us. Because most times, under almost all circumstances, the DSO will pay our commission. There's no commission to you. And under certain circumstances and meeting uh, some criteria, which is relatively easy to meet, we can get your legal fees reimbursed at the closing table based on certain criteria, of course. But give us a call. You know, we're, gonna, we're ready to talk to you. So anyway, what happened now? The buyer had put in an offer on the real, of course we work with a licensed real estate broker. They handle all the real estate, we don't. But the buyer put an offer in for the real estate and the dental practice combination. They made an offer. The offer went by letter of intent. They based their real estate value on some market current market trends, square footage, uh, etc. So it was an approximate number that appeared to be pretty good to us. However, the bank appraisal came in about $80,000 less, 80 or $90,000 less than expected. These are commercial appraisals that are done by the bank, hires a third party. So the buyer got the appraisal and says, well, I'm reducing the offer price. Well, the seller heard that and said, um, I don't agree with the bank appraisal. So what do you do now? Who's right? Well, historically, you go with the bank appraisal, which is done by a third party, and usually they're on the money. But then the seller started saying it has more value than the appraised value because, of, because a, uh, a builder may have more value to it, expand the building and so forth. And uh, he has some, there's some credibility there, but the... The appraiser is basing on current use, current value, value, not future value, not the potential of the property. And if a builder's gonna buy something, he can have his choice of what to build and where to build it. And he may choose to build somewhere else. 
So you can't just base it on the fact of what somebody can make for the property by rebuilding it or changing its use, whatever. It's based on what are other available properties. Now, if there's no other available properties in that immediate area, you've got to go to an adjacent town. But now we have a situation where the seller simply doesn't agree and the buyer says, well, the bank has the appraisal. Usually it's okay, the seller adjusts the selling price, but not in this situation. The seller's saying, I don't uh, believe in this appraisal. So the seller's gonna possibly get their own appraiser and or um, seller's also saying, I'm not gonna, I'm not reducing the price. So now the buyer can say, well, I'm going with the bank appraisal and that's it and walk away. Now, we're talking about a difference of $80,000, $90,000. And that's a lot of money to some people, but how fast can you make up this amount of money? if you would have owned a business, because you as the buyer now, now you're gonna go out and have to find another one, another practice for sale, correct? You gotta spend all your time, all your effort, all your legal fees, and find another practice that you're happy with. Remember, I've always told you, you're not gonna find a perfect practice. There'll be something wrong with every single practice. So let's say you find another practice, and the real estate's not available, but you want real estate. So now, you've gotta deal with the landlord, and you have a landlord that has trouble, or, there's something else about the practice you don't like. There's always something. So this $90,000, is it worth it? I'm not telling you to overpay, but is it worth it to walk away, lose another six months to find something and be an employee for another six months? Remember, it's not just the money you make from the dental practice, it's a legitimate write-offs that you can have. So you're gonna lose those for six months to nine months as you, the buyer, look for something else. What should happen in this situation, in my opinion, the buyer should up their offer, the seller should reduce the offer a little bit, go a little bit lower than the letter of intent, which is original. Don't miss, miss the opportunity because you're gonna do this all as a buyer to find another practice because you won't pay that 90,000. We're not saying to pay it, we're just saying what you're up against. One attorney once told me, you know, if you wind up paying 10 or 15% more for a dental practice than you're comfortable with, what does it matter since you're buying a business that will make up the difference? If you don't have five other practices lined up exactly like this, what does it matter? Because you're gonna lose so much time on another practice looking. That's just one point of view. You've got to speak to your professionals on this. You've got to go through this whole process again. And you may not find something perfect that you want. You're $90,000 apart. Negotiate. Pay a little bit more than you want to. The seller, accept less than you expect. Negotiate something. This is where smart attorneys come in. You've got to get opinions. Speak to your broker. Speak to your attorneys. Speak to your professionals. I don't have all the answers. Speak to other people about it. But don't speak to people who are knowledgeable of the business. If you're gonna get surgery done, you speak to the top people, the top surgeons in the country. You don't wanna just speak to a friend or a family member. You can get their opinion about your surgery, but if you're gonna make a decision, you've gotta to speak to the people that do this day in and day out. What are your statistical probabilities of being healthy and not having a problem? So you gotta to speak to the right people. The same thing in the dental. You've got to get speak to your professionals who are knowledgeable of this. But also, uh, remember what you're going through. You're going to have another six or eight months of working for somebody else. 
lose all those uh, opportunities of discretionary expenses legitimately right and written off. You know, all this has to be taken into consideration. So there's a lot to think about, but that's what happened today. We don't know where this is gonna go, but that's one of today's events. And you may be, uh, uh, you may be encountering something like this. And we're here to help you, give us a ring and away we go. Well, it's 12 degrees in New Jersey. Just got back from New Mexico and Arizona. Woo, it's hard adjusting. Going to be leaving for Nevada soon. Uh, I'm kind of excited about that. Um, we'll keep you posted on that trip. But 24 states, we're excited. We're, I'm not retiring, having a great time here. And we hope you come along for the ride. Bye.